Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with another edition of The Pure Report. I'm really excited to have a couple guests today from our healthcare vertical, Priscilla Sandberg, Senior Strategic Healthcare Alliance Manager, and Chris Bocas, who's a Principal Healthcare Engineer. Priscilla, welcome. Thank you very much for having us. Absolutely. Chris, welcome to you. Appreciate it, Rob. This is awesome. Yeah, long time overdue to highlight what you and the team are doing for Pure in the healthcare space. Before we get into that, I'm really interested because there's a lot going on, obviously, in, in, you know, in the time that we're in right now. Um, Priscilla, what's, what's your background? How long at Pure? What were you doing before? How'd you kind of get wrangled into this whole healthcare thing? Um, well, I uh, have been up here for about 18 months, and prior to that, I was in Meditech field sales for about 17 years. I've spent my entire career in healthcare, and I just can't seem to get away from it. It's always changing. It's always new, um, and Pure is a great, it has a great healthcare team, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, Meditech for 17 years. You must have seen a lot of evolution of various things over that period of time. Yeah, absolutely. It was always something new, new product, new problem, new solution. So healthcare always keeps you on your toes. That's great to bring that expertise here to Pure. Chris, what about you? Welcome. And uh, how long have you been here toiling at, uh, at Pure? And, and how'd you get into the whole healthcare gig? Well, so the, the resume is not that impressive, but the journey is. <laughs> So uh, I'm always interested in the journey. The journey is yeah, part of it, right? Yeah. So that 24 years at Meditech, uh, the first 12 was all about software. It was about programming. It's about teaching, and it was about implementation and support of um, over 17 applications that I that I studied and, and learned in. Uh, and then uh, in my 12th year, I was introduced to a tech group, and I started working for a tech group, and I learned a whole new word called hardware mm -hmm. and then technology and technology just swept me off my feet and for the next 12 years I had the honor of creating the technology division at Meditech which oversaw the development the um, design the certification implementation and eventually the support of all things related to hardware related to to Meditech infrastructure so great uh, great experience. And then uh, I ended up in 2017 certifying some company called Pure Storage. And well, the three years later, I'm working for them. And, and here you are. I'll be like, my one year mark will be in August. I always like hearing these journey stories of software heads and who kind of make it, you know, software propeller heads who make it over into the infrastructure side and, and realize that, it, you know, software is great, but it is also fun to have something that's tangible that you can touch and see and feel and, and you know, kind of play around with. And, and we'll get back to that because uh, while, while it is kind of a hardware focus, there's a lot that we do at the software layer that's really interesting uh, on the healthcare side, which kind of leads me to healthcare as a vertical. You know, I've been here at Pure two and a half years. And this is kind of one of the first verticals that I was really aware um, that we had a focus around. And I guess, Priscilla, you go back 18 months, so you may know a little bit of the story, but maybe just generically, why do we care about this? Why are we focusing in this space? And, and you know, why has this kind of been a sweet spot for what Pure does really well? Well, <clears throat> we think about the way that Pure is structured and the solutions that we provide for all of our clients in general, Pure is very well suited towards the healthcare market because of their goals and objectives. So for the first thing is the hospital's EMR is a mission critical application 
and there's no room for downtime. Um, if there's unexpected downtime, either due to software or hardware, it can really cripple an organization and endanger patient lives. If physicians and providers don't have access to the EMR at all times, uh, they can make, uh, have a hard time making good clinical decisions. So peers with their 100% uptime storage array allows those hospitals to take the system down just that less time because you don't have to take it down for the storage array and now you just have to work up, look at software upgrades. Um, the other thing that is uh, critical to the healthcare market, it, market is migrations. On the legacy storage, you're in a position where you have to migrate from one storage array to another storage array and migrations are pretty risky. It again contains patient data, there's points of failure, so with Pure's uh, evergreen approach, we're able to eliminate that risk from the health, healthcare organizations. And then I think from my perspective, the thing that I liked about working at Meditech is that we had a perpetual license which allowed a customer to just maintain a service agreement. We never forced them out of one release onto another release, having them have huge investments in uh, both software and hardware. And Pure is very similar. We have a very low long-term cost of ownership. You buy one array and you can run that forever and ever and ever just by keeping up with your maintenance agreement. So if you look at, a, hospitals are always working with a limited budget and when you're looking at a long-term cost of ownership, here just makes the most sense for the healthcare space. Yeah, those are some great common themes. I think I'm hearing things around, you know, healthcare entities being concerned about risk and being concerned about long-term stability and, and, and also, um, you know, as you kind of alluded to, the, the simplicity and TCO aspects of it. Um, but when you almost kind of take a step back, it's, it's also about, you know, the nature of data relative to, to healthcare. And, you know, we're kind of in this era where, where we're asking, you know, enterprises everywhere and, and certainly entities in healthcare to rethink the way that they, you know, approach data um, Chris, what is going on with data in healthcare, right? I mean, we know it's expanding in, in tons of other markets and, you know, the whole data is the new oil and all these things about the value of, of, of data, but why, why do we think healthcare uh, entities now need to rethink the way they approach data? Why is that so critical? Well, I think that the main thing is, you know, even five years ago, we used to write code where we would deem some data just not, you know, relevant. Yeah. And, and today, none of that is being done. We don't overwrite data anymore. We don't delete data anymore. We append everything. And why is that? Because if you walk into your doctor's office, you've been seeing the guy for 10 years, but he gives you a sheet that's three pages long of all kinds of questions that they care about your past, where you lived, what city, was it a city, was it country, was it this, was it that? All these demographics, why, why does this matter now? Well, it's because of trending. It's because that in healthcare, AI is about to pop and they have to collect the foundation of data before they even do anything. And these computer scientists know that. So they're out there telling these folks and the government is out there telling you, you better be collecting these statistics because we want to start trending and reporting on it down the road. And here's the other piece. Not only is your capacity going to triple, but you better be able to get the data fast. Yeah. It's no more legacy solutions that I can put it on a box that blinks in the corner and I'm never going to access it. I need to be able to get that data when I need it because the doctor is going to look at this and they're going to need that information immediately. And that's where flash comes into play. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting you bring up that concept of data reuse, right? I mean, this has been sort of a, a you know a light bulb moment for us and for for many that that even areas that were traditionally just store the data and don't do anything with it, like rapid recovery or archive, now those become big gold mines of of you know data that you can actually go do things with. Um, I'm also curious, and and you know, Priscilla, you're you're in the Boston area, so kind of East Coast. And uh, I think my voice even changed there a little bit when I said Boston, but um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're East Coasty, so you're sort of in the, you're not quite in the epicenter, but you're, you're where things have gotten a little bit more hot given the current conditions with the pandemic. What's changed for both of you in the last three months when we look at, you know, this sort of global crisis, this global challenge, like what, what kind of conversations are you having now with, with, uh, with healthcare folks that, that maybe are different, you know, things around remote installs or, or you know, ways to access data where, you know, there's, there's limited touch involved or those kind of things. Are there anything else that, that's come up that's been interesting? Yeah, I think that, you know, the first thing just to keep in mind from a hospital perspective is that while all the hospitals are being inundated with COVID patients, they're actually losing tons of money every week. They're not having any elective surgeries or reducing some of their higher revenue lines of business and they're hurting. They're hurting financially and they're hurting in terms of uh, losing staff. A lot of the Boston hospitals have laid off large percentages of their workforce. So the hospitals are now being forced to do more with less resources. So from our perspective, it just becomes about simplicity. So are we letting IT directors go? Are we letting a storage administrator go? What other resources um, are they having to reallocate in light of the crisis and their financial situation? From a care perspective, we're seeing everything transition out of the hospital. So we're seeing a lot of video conferencing, uh, remote workers, remote visits. Um, we had a tremendous business in the healthcare earlier this year when the um, pandemic started for VDI because these hospitals were pushing all of their workers back into their homes and they didn't have the infrastructure to support it. And the best part, in my opinion, about working for Pure was we were able to shift these arrays so quickly and working for an organization who can support a healthcare client in these times you know, means a lot to me. So um, that's where we're seeing that transition from um, in the hospital work to out of the hospital work. And what can Pure do to support the efforts of simplicity at a lower cost? That's what our whole product is about being able to manage your storage array in a very simple manner. So you can, if you have to work with less staff, that doesn't become an obstacle for you, you know, maintaining your infrastructure. Yeah, very sneaky how VDI became such a big thing in just a, a really quick period of time. And we had to kind of pivot and, and go flick the light switch. Not that we ever stopped doing it, but but certainly as, as you know, as a service types of operations have, have proliferated in the last five years, that VDI kind of took a hit, you know, because it's an on-prem thing. And, you know, many, many of these places are, are a little more old school with, with the need to do VDI on-prem. And that was an area where, you know, you and the, the supporting team at Pure were able to really pivot quickly. Chris, I'm going to go same question with you and um, just see if you had anything to expand upon relative to, you know, what's changed um, in, in the new conditions that we're in. And, and also, you know, kind of relate that back maybe to your comment earlier about the kind of the exponential data growth. Like, what does that mean in the conditions we're in? There's obviously research and other things that are going on, but what have you seen that, that's maybe enlightening? Yeah, I think that, you know, protection is also one of those things that we're seeing out there. Data protection, um, 
this you know this campaign that we're we launched the with the you know rethink your refresh i think it's such a key component right now because you know a lot of people are being attacked by this ransomware because they're vulnerable and they're vulnerable because in past conversations they've had with vendors and uh integrators solutions have been way too expensive they go from this $5 million dual data center, full high, high availability, awesome solution until they see the cost. And then they somehow, you know, derail this and it comes to Iron Mountain tapes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's just, it's such a big drop. And, and I think that what people are starting to look at now is they're starting to look at how we can protect the data better and the um the, the the solutions that pure is handing to them is just absolutely it, it's simple but it's just a lot of common sense and you know some of the things that i'm reading out there from cody and and all of our um engineers out there is just some really really cool things and it, it's not that it's new it's just as how a little bit higher of a priority in people's minds today than it did prior to the pandemic yeah, and much like VDI, there has been kind of that sensitivity or uptick to ransomware and to just data protection um, in, in general, just that, that notion of having security. But I think it's also, you know, related to that data reuse, right, of, of historical data. I mean, I, you know, prior to Pure at uh, another company where I worked, I, I remember going to Australia and we had some university folks and we were doing a thing around, you know, AI and ML. And there was a university researcher who had been hired by another country to take 500 million patient records from the last whatever decades and to go start running, you know, machine learning against those to help improve patient treatment. Uh, I mean, are these the kind of things, Priscilla, that we're seeing, you know, folks take on now, which is you have all this historical data, instead of having it just sit there, why not unlock it and try to improve the lives, improve treatment of, of people that have, have challenges, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that as it relates to, to patient data, who's utilizing the patient data? It's providers. I. Yeah. I talked to a CEO once and I thought, you know, he goes out and plays golf a lot. I think this might be a great job for me, CEO of a hospital. So I sat down with him and I said, what's the hardest part about your job? Because it looks pretty easy to me. And he says, the hardest part about my job is recruiting and retaining physicians. And so what what we see out in the field, Chris and I have been talking to a lot of our potential customers and customers about our, you have all this data that's been collected that's gonna bog down any application. So providers get on the system and they experience what we like to finally call the spinning wheel of death, which is essentially the, and provide all that wealth of patient data to the provider. These doctors are busy, they're looking after tons more patients, their productivity is being monitored all the time. And if you have a physician that's trying to use an application that is not performing at its highest peak, they immediately get frustrated and they walk away. Yeah, so yeah. what we're, we're seeing now is how can a storage array have a very beneficial effect on an application that providers use? So when you go in and talk to a CEO of an organization, you can say, I have a solution for you. 
I can make sure that your providers are more satisfied with your application. So that's, that's where we're seeing a lot of where that patient data meets the provider experience and how we're able to um, provide some assistance in that regard. That's a really strong message as well, right? I mean, I like your, your spinning wheel of death kind of analogy because we all relate to it, right? I mean, we, right. All, we all have our own personal computers where that happens to us, but now you're in potentially a life and death situation or at least a, a life and, and fixing, you know, challenging health issues situation. So, so there's a lot more criticality to it. Um, you know, Chris, back on the theme of rethink, I think one of the things that's forcing uh, a, a rethink to data is that there are really some new trends uh, that are coming and going on. I'd, I'd love to kind of, you know, hot seat you a little bit on a few of those areas when we, we kind of brainstormed, uh, you know, how about uh, new tech and wearables and kind of the rise in unstructured data? What kind of things are those presenting in terms of challenges? Yeah, the, you know, um, Keeping high availability has always been a theme. One of the things that we did right before I left Meditech was we really concentrated on, let's not think about when the system goes down. Let's think about keeping the system up, yeah. which is a mirror to what mirror, uh, to Pure does. Um, and the, the asynchronous and the synchronous connections out there, the active cluster versus the active DR now, super exciting to keep these folks up to keep the proper the data in the proper containers you know so they're not spending a ton of money on primary storage but it's also one of the things that you're seeing out there in the EHRs is the doctors are no longer spending time on the computer they're talking to the customer they're talking to the patient they have an iPad in their hands. They mm -hmm. have a device in their hands. They're plugging away while they're talking to the patient. Okay. And so that means that documentation is improving. Communications are improving. So all these areas where people didn't think flash would be applicable. Now, all of a sudden it's very applicable. And that, that spinning wheel of death is, all about what we used to do in computers in the programming world is we want to eliminate clicks, yeah. right? The yeah. less clicks, the better the software. Well, in today's world, what you're finding is that the doctors want so much information on a screen right in front of them to eliminate clicks. But the reality is, is what they really want to be able to do is have the latest data in their face while they're talking to the patient and not be looking at something that's spinning or that hourglass in some cases because they haven't updated their system in you know five years six years so yeah uh, so it's, it's access it's response time you know but it's also uh, resiliency right i mean yes. i think those are those are some of those common themes and i i you make a great point. I mean, I don't think a lot of us spend a lot of time hanging out in hospitals. So, you know, what we know is basically what we perhaps just see on TV. Um, but, but your point about them, you know, everybody having iPads, right? Nobody's walking around with paper records really anymore. You've got iPads and therefore it's electronic and you've got to access everything right there at the point in time. And the quicker you do it, the, the quicker you can, you can uh, interact and, and mm -hmm. engage with patients, and that matters. Now, if the data is not available at all, back to your HA point, then you got a real problem. But yeah. slow, slow still means there is you know, kind of an access problem, right, that, that, um, that, that you kind of highlighted. And, and I'm interested as well, right? So, Priscilla, 
this gets to one of the things that's interesting, you know, when we talk about basically a, a vertical solution area versus maybe a horizontal, you know, something around apps or, or type, uh, type of uh, solutions play, the conversations that you have with the heads of hospitals, the, the CEOs that are golfing, right, trying to retain physicians, <laughs> the conversations you have are really different, right? You're not talking about a hardware box, you're really speaking in the language to them about these areas of compliance and governance and availability and sustainability. I mean, there's a lot of different themes that are related to what we do in, in the product, but you're not going to go just hit, hit them on the head with that because you're like, well, you're talking to me about storage. That doesn't, it, that doesn't help solve my problem. How do, you, how do you speak in the language? Well, you have to you sort of meet them where they're at. What are their problems? Like we talked about before, making sure their physicians are happy, making sure that their patients are getting good care, uh, making sure that they're being able to utilize the EMR system that they probably spent millions and millions of dollars on and being able to have the business continuity that you get by having continuous uptime. You know, we have an interesting client that is a new to Pure and they were having tremendous issues with their applications. They were so upset with the way it was performing that they started screaming at the executives at the application company. <laughs> we went in there and had a meeting and turns out there was absolutely nothing wrong with their software. It was a storage array problem and it was not a pure storage array, which was the problem. Yeah. Once they switched to pure, they said they, no they noticed a difference in performance and the physicians noticed a difference, but it took two seconds less, two seconds less to load a chart. Now, if you do the math on that, for every physician, for every patient, for every chart, you're really providing a much more streamlined way for this organization to do business, expand and grow and have that provider satisfaction. So it, it, it's a healthcare solution. It's not a storage array. It's, we're here to help hospitals with their performance, with acquisitions, with growth, application deployment. We can support everybody through all of their strategic initiatives as it relates to their infrastructure. Yeah, no, and that's a great one. You know, I always love those stories about where the, the end users call central IT and go, what did you do? Like, what did you change? All of a sudden X is, is responding so much faster or is working and available. And, um, you know, we've hit on throughout, throughout this discussion a lot on simplicity and, and uptime availability, sustainability. Um, one of the ones that I, we haven't touched on, Chris, that I'd, I'd love to get your input on is, is around, um, you know, management and support, right? The, to the extent that, you know, centralized management and the things that we can do with Pure One. Like, what, what's, is there an aha moment when, when the, you know, the, the folks that are managing the, the infrastructure kind of realize what Pure One does for them. And also when we come in and we pro proactively do support on something that keeps them up and running, do, do they have those kind of realizations about what a critical part of the solution that is? Yeah, they, they do, but they also don't appreciate the, the tool that they have at their hands. And, mm -hmm. and when I talk about, um, I love the, the whole aspect. We had a very similar uh, software package at, at Meditech that we used to be able to use to retrieve data to see how somebody was doing. But the ability to predict that is so valuable. We have a lot of customers out there that are looking to go into a little bit of a different business in healthcare called hosting. 
right? They want to host smaller hospitals and show off this infrastructure. And you get an IT guy that loves to brag about his tools and loves to brag about his storage and it's pure and, and they can go in and they can produce a basically a, a forecast for their customers or potential prospects to say, listen, if you come on board, here's what you're going to look like. Here's some of the res results that you're going to be able to see. And then they can look at it and say, this is what we have to do to add this hospital. We, they can justify the business right there. They can justify the cost. The performance, the ability to, to know that not only are they looking at it, but there's a set of eyes that are also looking at it gives them confidence mm -hmm. because the biggest shortfall of pretty much everybody that thinks storage is complicated is obviously capacity, but it's backups. Backups are so important to monitor. And if, if customers know that they have a second set of eyes, they can relax a little bit and they know how important it is. But sometimes like Priscilla said earlier, they're stressed out. They lost another guy. They had to let somebody go. And to be able to know that pure one is kind of looking over them. Uh, that's, that's a huge asset to their, to their group. Yeah. Yeah. Having that AI engine, you know, kind of driving that oversight and also just the access, right? I mean, the number of times I'm at events and shows where I have uh, people come up and show me their pure one running on their app, you know, on their phone is, is always such a cool validating cool. thing for, for what our engineers have built in there. But also again, that's, that's mobile access. That's, that's security. That's peace of mind. That's, you know, getting an alert at night at home and not having to run in and do something because you can, you know, you can take a look on your phone and realize that maybe something's getting, getting resolved. Um, no, great anecdote, Chris. Um, yeah. I love that you, you added it, that in. There's another piece to that too. It just real quick. When I used to do the designs and configurations for Meditech hospitals, what, one of the things that we used to have to do is we pretty much had to do educational guessing. We would take inpatient, outpatients, ER visits. We would ask, salespeople like Priscilla to get us more stats, but they wouldn't because they didn't want to ask, but they would, uh, they go out and they give us this really rudimentary um, sizing mechanism. And we had to guess, we yeah. had to hope that the, this infrastructure was going to be able to hold these folks. Well, we would add 30% in, and then the integrator would add 30% in. Next thing you know, you have over-configured customers. And um, the using Pure One is, it allows you to bring it back down to reality and say, listen, you, you don't need to go out and buy 100 terabytes when you're going to be using 20 annually. Yep. You can be a little bit more you know, efficient on this one. And don't worry about it because the array is going to run your applications with flawlessly. So Yeah, it's kind of a funny dichotomy, right? Being over-provisioned yep. gets expensive, but also being under-provisioned can be very expensive as well. <laughs> you yeah, know, absolutely. You run out Can't and you're Right. So, I mean, both of those are bad things and the workload planning capabilities in Pure One are, are a fantastic thing. Well, um, we are we are getting close to time here. Priscilla, anything else that you want to add relative to the healthcare space and Pure that people should check out or anything anecdotally, um, you know, that, 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 uh, that you've seen that's interesting? We, uh, Chris and I love talking about healthcare. We love talking to hospitals. We've been doing right. it for our entire careers. And if anybody's interested in learning more, 
or helping us have a conversation with how we might be able to help you with your current infrastructure needs, we're available to anybody at any time and would love to hear from you. Yeah, there's a, there's a really great, you know, team that's quite, quite a few individuals that you guys have out doing things too, which is great. And I know you're, you're always available. Same question for you, Chris, anything that you want to wrap with for folks that are listening? Yeah, just, you know, keep in mind that we do a really good job complementing the AEs and SEs out there. We're not going to give the same presentations. We're not going to have the same conversations. We're going to add value to those conversations because we're going to be able to talk to healthcare. And if it's a Meditech environment, you're looking at the architect. Okay. <laughs> I probably pretty much know what their pain points have been up to this point, and I can articulate why going to pure is going to save them a lot of headaches down the road. Yeah. So. Fantastic. Yeah. You've got great resources here for Meditech and just healthcare in general. So if you are in that space, if you're out there as a hospital or a provider in healthcare and you are wanting to figure out how to rethink your approach to data and, and rethink perhaps what pure can do for you for more information, you can go to www.purestorage.com slash Healthcare, we do have that vanity URL set up for one of our really important verticals. So go ahead and check that out. And we look forward to, uh, to having a chat and getting Priscilla and Chris to uh, come in and talk further with you. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a colleague and please continue to send your feedback and we will continue to bring on great guests like Priscilla and Chris. And with that, we will close for Pure Storage. Priscilla Sandberg and Chris Bocas, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.